The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. August 8th, 2020, live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. Today, the love-hate relationship with Lancero Cigars. This has been going on for years. Long, thin cigars perceived as great by some, yet not so much to some others. Love-hate with a size the Lancero. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 11th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. So I threw the idea out of this show and uh, four members of the Cigar Authority, two of them said, oh, good. And the other two said, oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> so that's how it is. It's, um, it's a love-hate relationship. You love it or hate it. I don't know if there's many people that are very in between. They're either really into it or they don't like it. But I think there's more people that don't like it than do like it. Maybe not don't like it, but just don't know enough about them, so maybe this will turn people on to Lanceros. And I don't know if they don't like it. They'd take a free one. It just wouldn't be their first choice. Yeah, and I think if you are in the business, whether you're a cigar manufacturer or a cigar retailer, you don't like them because you've been burned. I would take a free one, and I would give it to you, Ed Sullivan. I Thank wouldn't, you. I wouldn't smoke it. Now, Ed Sullivan, who likes smaller ring-gauge cigars... And you were happy about this. Sure. Uh, you never buy them. Um, I bought one this week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I smoked a lot of them this My week. first thought was, wow, this is really good, but I'd never buy a box of these. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we're going to really dig into it. So, uh, Barry, what are we smoking here first? Well, today's first cigar is the La Aurora 107, and it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic by La Aurora. The size that we're lighting up is a 6 and 7 eighths by 40 Lancero, and it features an Ecuadorian Habano sun-grown wrapper over a Dominican binder with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Nicaragua, and Peru. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime, and a single cigar will set you back $7.89, while a box of 21 is $146.99, which comes out to $6.99 per single. It's a savings of almost $19 or 11% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. That's a good price. Sometimes you see the Lancero is very high in price, too. Yeah. That's another pushback we were talking before the show of, oh, this guy's cigar Yeah, it's the perceived value for a lot of people. They look at a 6x60, and they look at the price of a Lancero, and they think they're getting a better value with the 6x60. So they are. So they're not going to go with the Lancero. So it's fatter is better. 
I've been trying to convince the ladies yes. for that for years. I know. I know that maybe they're going to catch on after the show, or is it true? So we're going to really light it up and see. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. There's somebody I don't recall ever having a Lancero. Perdomo Lancero. He's too smart for that, right? <laughs> good draw. I wouldn't mind a Perdomo Lancero. I can tell already I got a good draw, which is great news. That's what you run a risk of with Lancero, too. It's a, it's a hard one to do. This happens to be a 40 ring gauge. The, the, the reel is about 38 and stuff. So you saw as years went on, people cheating a little bit to be able to get another little bit of tobacco in, make sure the drawer is good. You ever had Smarties candy? Smarties, yes. the little candy yeah, yeah. things, yeah. Have you ever yeah. chopped them up with a razor blade like you're doing cocaine? And, and you, snort you them? Make, you make you the line. You ever snort a, a candy? <laughs> I've never snorted it. But, you, you know, you play the game like this, this, you're going to snort it, but you don't, and you end up licking your finger and you, you consume the candy No, I've that never way. done it. But this is powderized Smarties candy. U.S. Smarties. On the Smarties are different in the U.K., yeah, yeah, definitely not the UK ones because I've never they're, had those. Well, they're like bootleg M and M's. What? Yeah, it's different. So oh, it's, it's chocolate ch- covered candy over in. And those the are UK. Smarties, and ours are little hard. Yeah, disgusting things. And the Smarties in the UK must be big sellers because they're delicious. It's friggin' M and M's, and they're awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but but not like. Yeah, this is definitely not UK M and M's or Smarties. These are American Smarties, pulverized. Okay, let's light her up. This is I a new lighter. Not, you, can't, you can't just take the powder out of the bottom of the thing. I know what you're thinking out there, Skip Martin. You can't just take the powder. It's not the same thing. You have to pulverize one of the Smarties yourself. There's different colors oh, of Smarties, right. but they all taste the same? Pretty damn close. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> <laughs> I like the red ones. No, they're all no. the same. They're all the same. Speaking of crushing things, uh, this is the Crusher by Vertigo. Nobody's, it is oh crushing you did okay huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> see right. what I did there <laughs> I'm like nobody said crush but you okay I so get it. this is a triple jet lighter that has single action that means you do have to flip the top yourself three jets come alive fueled by the patented Vertigo big ass tank right off to the side you've got a flip out bullet punch easy adjustment Ooh, wheel at the bottom that. all for the low price of twenty nine ninety nine that's the Crusher by Vertigo. A lot of new Vertigos coming out. Go to your favorite brick-and-mortar retailer because all the new stuff that was supposed to be for the trade show, they put out, and they're starting to pour into us, and we're loving them. They're fantastic. I've been working with Alan Gold, by the way. Yeah. Darren Merrill came up with an idea for a lighter, and I can't say it on the show because we have other lighter companies that listen. This is top secret. Yeah. But there's an idea for an extension coming off of a lighter to help cigar smokers in a new way. It's never been done before. Alan Gold is on the case. Hmm. Uh, I'm supposed to be chatting with research and development. Can I, possibly, guess, can I guess what that is? Possibly this week. No, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. How about a magnifying glass so you can burn ants? You have a lighter, Ed uh, Sullivan. You make has, a good point. That has fire. Yeah. If you're into burning ants. It's, yeah, it's a jet lighter on here. So that would, Are you but, a closet serial killer? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing closeted about it. The serial killers don't usually kill people they know, so we're safe. What's with the windscreen on the top of this lighter? That's so so it gets its air in. That's correct. That yeah. is airflow. It's nice. Hmm. 
This is a nice lighter. Beefy. It's good. Okay. I always feel uh, a little pretentious and... Um, douchey? Do you feel douchey? Yeah, a little douchey. Smoking a Lancero. A little feminine? You, now, when you smoke a Lancero, kids, you have to you hold you, hold it with your index finger <laughs> and your thumb right where the band touches the tobacco so that you're extremely douchey. Yeah, you have to hold it like you love you from the... Well, it's more like you're, like you're German <laughs> you from go. the... Uh, Hogan's Heroes. Hogan's Heroes, yeah. Very and I'm going to tell you, a, a fat guy with a Lancero, it's, it doesn't, doesn't work, work either. No. It's like a I feel fatter. Other than the fact that he hasn't shaved in a while. If it's possible, it's, 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 it's hockey season. I am not shaving until the Islanders are eliminated. Even though if they win the cup, it doesn't count. But I am not shaving until my team's eliminated. We do this every hockey season. Except this year, it's and, in August instead of I mean, April. You and, could and clean what does it up a little bit. And what does it accomplish? It's a superstition. Okay. And? They, they haven't won since 1980. So <laughs> it's working. <laughs> it tastes good. Very yeah. bready. You know what? It's bread like. It's nutty. You're gonna give it to him, right? Yeah. He he nailed it. Yeah. This is the the crust on the the outer loaf mm -hmm. on the second heat where it really uh, toasts the outside. Is it a baguette? It's baguette-like. It's mm -hmm. a little sweeter than that, I think. Like a Portuguese bread? Yeah. Like nice. Toasted on the outside. Oh, you got it. Yeah, that's good. Hey, I sent you something yesterday. I saw that. Is that unbelievable? I started reading it. Oh, Great. my God. So Great. this we're going to end up having the author of this thing that isn't even out yet when, it, when it's coming out. But talk about tastes of cigars and how to develop your palate and stuff. Mm. This guy's got this program coming out, and I'm honored to be part of it, looking at it to try to find errors and things in it and help him out before uh, he puts it out. And this is unbelievable. Talk about going deep. Well, gonna, there's, there's a couple of things. For starters, Dave's not much of a reader. Mm -hmm. But when, it, I, when I like when I'm reading. Yeah, yeah, for something to captivate him, it has to be pretty good. I am also not much of a reader. Right. Certainly not about scientific stuff. But this, this yeah. is up my alley. This is great. This is great. Um, so I'm always surprised that the geeky cigar guy likes these. Um, because I think it's odd looking and um, usually weak on strength. Where yeah. the geek wants a strong cigar, right? It's weak on strength because you can't put much Lajero or any Lajero into yeah, you a 38 to, you ring have, age. You have to go down a priming in order yeah. to make and that happen. Dave, I can guarantee you'll be relighting during this show. Oh, 100%. Yeah, they don't stay lit well. No, you really got to pay attention to it. Because there's not enough insides filler burning. And the, the burn typically goes uh, awry. You do end up having to touch, touch them up. Touch it up. I've been doing it all week. I've been so practicing the, on the these. the thing about... The thing about the cigar geek is this is a guy that's going to pay attention to the cigar because he's obsessed about it. He, he, he's the guy that's touching up all the time anyway, right? He bought one, so now he's going to reward himself and allow himself to smoke it. Maybe he bought two so he can age one, no. but he's going to sit there and really think about and look at and study this cigar as it progresses. Kind of so, like a fat guy eating a cannoli. Yeah? Okay. I've seen you eat a cannoli. It's one bite and it's done. Pop on my gas burn, right? Do you ever suck the filling out of the cannoli and then uh, eat the cannoli out? No comments. Right. That's a yes. I take that as a yes. I've done it. I admit it. 
Nobody's looking, right? Nobody hears this. I've done it. All right, so let's talk about Lanceros. Bigger is better as far as sales go in the premium cigar industry today. 50, 52, 54, even 60 ring gauges are the norm in 2020. I will go as far as to say that 70 ring gauges cigars outsell the smaller, thinner cigars right now. Absolutely. 70 ring gauges outsell this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not smoking a 70 ring gauge either on a rare occasion. Nor might end up going I, to a third. I think eighty would give it a run for the money too. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, Lancero's measure, real true Lancero, measures seven and a half inches by thirty-eight ring gauge. Many Lanceros are rolled with a pigtail cap, which is an extra strip of tobacco that's curled in the head, or a flag cap. But some are not. This was not right. This, this had a, this had, had, a, this yeah, had, this had a pigtail. Oh, Okay. The one later does not. Yeah, it has a little thing oh, on okay. it, too. Yeah, it does. You see a lot of it when it comes to Lanceros. Because it's, that's the artistry. they got to okay. put the extra flair. So why do some people love Lanceros? Some people believe the flavor of the wrapper becomes more prominent in a Lancero. Agreed? Agreed. Agreed. It's a higher proportion? Well, then I've had people argue with me about that statement and saying, well, it's a round thing. So... You're dealing with a circumference. So, so the c- circumference, no matter mm-hmm. what, is always equal to what size it is. Mm-hmm. But you taste more wrapper. Right. And that's that because there's filler less... diluting the taste of the no, wrapper. No, it's not that. It's the, it's the lack of Lajero that makes the wrapper shine. Lajero is going to be the per- predominant flavor that you get there's, in a 50 ring gauge. But there's less filler leaves in a Lancero than there is, say, in a 70 ring gauge. But gates. from a mathematical standpoint, the circumference, the distance going around that proportion stays the same no matter how big or small it is. Yeah. Are you a scientist? No, but someone wrote in uh, and uh, I remember is a mathematician <laughs> and, 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 and laid it out. To us, right? And I'm like, I'm going right. to take your word for it, buddy, because this is complicated. Yeah. But why did they not put Lajero in there? Because it will not burn. In, in this, it's not enough to keep the, the, the guts going, right? So they have to go down a priming anyway, at least. Why do some people love Lanceros? Um, again, with the wrapper, when it comes to it, uh, the wrapper filler, filler ratio is more in flavor of the wrapper. You taste more wrapper, but is that better because you taste more wrapper? Is, is that... Depends on the wrapper. <laughs> okay. Lanceros look as a slim, elegant, and rare. You look at it, and it's a rarity. It's dainty. And offer extraordinary concentration of flavor given the blend with the dimensions. And later for that reason, I'll be talking about Lanceros have a cult following. Some people that hate Lanceros. Lanceros have had a lot of draw problems in the past. That will go to the early days of Lanceros, Cuban cigars, Mm -hmm. which tend to have draw problems anyway. Then you take it to a Lancero, it would be, you got a better than 50-50 shot that the cigar's not going to draw. It's common to hear disgruntled customers complain about plug Lanceros. Not that we sell all that many, but it was always the case. They also requested by customers to bring them into the shop, but the request becomes one single or a few. It never amounts to much. A tip, when requesting a cigar from a cigar shop that they do not carry, this is a, a, a cigar tip. This is a pro tip right here. Buy the box. It's the only way to You've play. requested them to carry the brand. They've taken some in. Buy the box of the brand that you request. At least a person that did it anyway. At least the first time out. It's like asking a DJ, will you, will you play my favorite song? And then you don't show up on the dance floor. Yeah. 
It's a dick move. There we go. I do that. That's it. You do? Yeah. You, you want to well, hear the song. You're also a dick. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, if I got to be miserable at a wedding, I want to hear something that's going to make me feel good. doesn't mean I'm going to get up and dance. So why is it called the Lancero? The Colombian army has been in a military conflict with the rebel guerrillas since the 1960s. The Colombian government military developed courses of training for both the soldiers and the officers. The term Lancero was chosen by them as a way to honor the specific unit of fighters, the Lancers, to help the army of Simon Boulevard. Yes, Boulevard Cuban cigar no name. Oh shit. And so you learned something here learn on something. here, huh? Pretty and good. It's early on. We're 15 minutes in, and you got something. <laughs> wow. In his conflict with the independence of Colombia, Lanceros showed bravery and strength during battles. That's where it comes from. A Lancero cigar is Spanish for Lancer, the name because the cigar looked like the lance used by the knights in the Middle Ages. So before we get to the history of this and get deep into it, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. <laughs> Gentlemen, we can rebuild them. We have the technology. We have the capability to make the world's first bionic penis. In England, 45-year-old... How could you hear that? <laughs> In England, 45-year-old Malcolm McDonald lost his penis due to a severe blood infection. Instep Professor David Ralph, an expert in penis reconstruction who performed a skin graft on the patient's arm that was used to grow a penis, which was aptly nicknamed Jimmy. Was the uh, arm holding an apple? Later this baby's year, baby's arm, baby's arm, right? Later yeah. this year, doctors will transplant the willy to his groin in a surgery. The good news is it added two inches in length to the original size, which now allows him to go elbow deep. And that's not only oh insane, my. it's asylum. God. I, 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 have to, I do have to hand it to you. You did the extra work, and you, you got the Bionic Man sound effect. <laughs> so no. for that, if I were going to rate this uh, on a scale of 100, I would give you a, a solid 89. There was a There's face a, transplant that happened this yeah, week. Some right? lady double face plants. Face which transplant. was a big, big story yeah. and really something to talk about. <laughs> but you went with the penis one. Yes. It didn't have a chance. The face transplant, historical thing. She but, looked like Droopy Dog. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't look no, good at all. No. But there's a picture in the London newspaper. The guy literally has a penis hanging off of his forearm. Right. And I think the sad thing that happened was they had to reschedule. Because of, COVID. because of COVID, yep. so he had some extra. Yeah, his career as a magician's over. He can't go nothing up my sleeve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Obviously, yeah. he does. Obviously, you do. Did you get? These a are all the second tier jokes that didn't make it into the asylum. Bit, <laughs> yeah, right. But they were too good to. Yeah, you can't ignore. just throw them away. But I'm going to put yeah. them aside, and we'll use them later in the show. Did you get a weight on that, Barry? Like last week's? No, no. We don't know what it weighed. No. All right. It's bionic. <laughs> There's so much there that could be added to this, and I'm just going to leave it alone. You're going to move on? Yeah, I'm going to move on to the history of Lancero cigars. First, what was the first Lancero? 
How far does it go back? Actually, not too far. It was created in 1966 for Fidel Castro only in, created, in the creation of the Cohiba brand. The Cohiba Lancera was the first for Fidel Castro and was not available for sale until 1982. Wow. So we didn't have Lanceras for very long. Um, later in 1969, a Lancera was made for the Trinidad brand in Cuba. They created the Trinidad Fundadores. These two were made only for Castro and for gifts to dignitaries. Today, they are both readily available. And I'm going to tell you a story about the Trinidad later in the show of my first Trinidad I had. But both Lanceros were rolled exclusively at El Laguito, the Cohiba factory in Cuba. You were there with me. Been there. Fun fact that that factory, the Lancero size, is known as El Wadido number one, not Lancero. In the factory, it's the El Wadido number one, and it leaves and it becomes the Lancero. Every single Cuban cigar has two names one in the factory, one as it leaves. No kidding. Yeah, I got confirmation on this. I went, I went into some detail. It's like they're graduating. Yeah. It becomes something else thing. after it leaves. It becomes something else, but they all call it El Guadido number one. Hey, what are you rolling? El Guadido number one. It's Cohiba Lancera. Hmm. Later on, the roller is doing El Guadido number one. When they put the band on and it goes out, it's, it's um, which also, when we look at two cigars that are exactly the same and called something different, they're both El Guadido number one. When they leave, they become something else. You follow me? I'm with you. You with me? Mm. So Cohiba was the first. Trinidad was the third. What was number two? Who does number two work for? There it is. It wasn't called Lancero, but it was called number one, like it was called in the El Guadido factory. It was at one time sat on the shelves across the world, and later the size was discontinued, as expected. Launched in 1968 in Cuba, <laughs> and later in the Dominican Republic. Monte Anything? Cristo? Nothing? Cohiba? No, you already no. said well, the other one was Cohiba. Davidoff, number one. Ah. 7.5, 7.5 inches by 39, not 38, to be a little different than their other one. Uh, another question. What was the biggest selling Lancero of all time? Biggest selling Lancero of all time. Macanudo mm. Portofino. Whoa. You got it. Macanudo Portofino. Seven by 34. Oh, my God. Seven by 34. They're on the shelves right now. So mm. we, have, we have two things for people that are listening and watching. There's something going on in the audience that you don't know about. So we have two Daves. We have Dave from the Cigar Hacks and we have Dave from the Cigar Authority. Dave from the Cigar Authority hates Lanceros, and his doppelganger on the opposite side is Dave from Cigar Hacks, who lives for Lanceros, and the two of them are making looks at each other as the show's going on, where Dave says, discontinued as expected, and looks over at Dave Hack, who shakes his head and yeah. says, no, I, I would buy every single one of them. Which he has. He does. He has come in and bought every one. He that showed was up with 22-something Lanceros and his 15-count count. humidor, which is the other benefit, by the there way. There we go. If you smoke nothing but Lanceros, you can carry more product with you. It's like Bizarro and Superman. Yeah, exactly. And 
You know, one of the negatives I was going to say is they burn too fast, but it's not burning too fast. Well, you talk a lot. Yeah? I'm surprised yours just stayed lit. Stayed lit. Yeah, I haven't noticed you relight. I didn't relight, and um, during the asylum that was in there, was the uh, moved ahead so that I was able to keep my cigar lit, knowing I was going to do as much talking as I was. This is one of the better Lanceros in, in, in terms of... The burn line and the draw and the fact well, that it stays it's a lit. And, a, and it's a 40 ring gauge. Right. So it cheats they a little cheated bit. cheated a little bit. Uh, and a lot of people did that. Mm-hmm. They, they made it a little, little bit bigger. And, you know, I, I've heard from the factories when they end up doing it, I, oh, we're putting a Lancer, but we're going to make it a 40. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, I feel better. Okay. The extra two ring gauge just for you. How many so do they you want? Lo- None. Up. The same amount. <laughs> <laughs> the same amount. And, and I'll tell you, uh, why do I not want? Why do I hate them? I don't hate them. I like what it tastes like. I sell cigars. It's not. Hate's a strong word. I've been, you try not to make mistakes in the industry, right? You you can't be a baseball player in the cigar industry as as a cigar buyer and bat 300 because you'll be out of business. You got to bat way up in the 800s or or better. When it comes to Lanceros, I am batting bad. And each time I end up doing it, you know, I get pushed into it between consumers doing it, uh, social media, barking about it and saying, this is unbelievable. And I'm batting a thousand. Every time I end up doing it, I get burned on it. And here I am again. And I feel stupid that I ended up doing it. I beat myself up and I say, why did I get caught up into that? And I let it do it. I'm, I'm too smart for that. I'm not going to do that again. And here it is the next time. And there I am doing it. And I'm- so listeners of the show, help Dave get on base, run over to two guys, cigars.com and buy yourself. Uh, we have these as bundles right now because box issues in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Buy a, buy a bundle. Make Dave look wrong this time. You know, right. how, you know how many people buy the whole box of Lanceros? Almost none. Of 35 years I'm doing this. And it's always the same thing. And I, the one exception to the rule is Dave, who buys them by the box. It, that's how he rolls. He bought them at closeout on March Madness <laughs> when, when, when it was over, and I had bought right. so many. And, and that's what, when, it, when it's too good to be true. And I've bought them on closeout from manufacturers. Mm-hmm. And that was a big mistake. And I'd say, well, I know what a cigar cost. I mean, God, this is way, and the manufacturer's taking a loss on it. Right. I take it, and how can I take a loss when I bought it when they took a loss? And I take a loss, too. The only winner is the consumer if they really like them. But if they really like them, why ain't they buying them all the time? They, they know they just have to wait and get a discount, yeah, I guess. A, you reinforce yeah. the behavior. Right, right. It becomes a behavioral <laughs> type thing. Hey, Charlie Pataris in the chat room is asking, what size would you consider the Aladino Sante, which is five and a half by 32? That is the Sante uh, size. Petite, cor- <laughs> petite Corona, right? No, because they have a Corona. Five and a half is a Corona. That would be a Petite Lancero, really. It's 32. a little shorter than a Panatella, right? Yeah. Petite Panatella? Maybe. Could be, yeah. Wouldn't count it as a Lancero. No, it's not a Lancero. You need you need seven inches anyway. You know, it's it's gotta look douchey. It's gotta look long. Exactly. So my wife says all the time she needs seven inches. Now the the yeah. the, the Santi so size we go is, at it twice. Yeah. is an interesting one from Aladino because 
The guy that oh. smokes that is the guy looking He's for He's amusing the shit out of himself. He <laughs> says something and then he giggles his ass off. Why I can't be a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I interrupting the two of you's yeah, banter yeah, with my cigar talk? The only person talk? finding the funny is himself. But, <laughs> but he finds it hilarious, which is funny. Him finding himself funny is, is funny. It, that in and of the itself joke is. itself isn't funny, but the... Okay. <laughs> so uh, I was talking about cigars for a second. I'm oh, sorry to interrupt crazy. your show. Wrong uh, show to talk cigars. Yeah. The guys that buy that Santi size are the guys that are looking to upgrade the length of time they're smoking from a tin cigar. You know, the ones that come in a 10-pack. So they go to the Santi when they want a longer cigar because they do like that smaller format. So it's not that's not a Lancero guy either. Mm. Yeah, it's very... <laughs> Yeah, Dave Hack is saying it's a lady cigar. Yeah, is is a is, is a Lancero a lady cigar? Do you see ladies smoking uh, Lanceros? I don't see anybody. I don't know. Smoking it's 2020. <laughs> Can we get away with saying it's a lady cigar? No. Would that make you sexist? Yeah, I guess. Um, how was this? The biggest selling Lancero ever, and we still carry it, is the Macanudo Portofino. I've never in 35 years, <laughs> and we got lounges at all our stores, have seen anyone smoke that cigar. Have you ever been in a cigar shop and see somebody smoking the Macanudo Portofino, the biggest selling Lancero of all time, smoke that cigar? Anybody? It's a white whale. Get a picture of it, document yeah. it. And they, they bought, you people run buy home, them. You don't want to be seen smoking it. So yeah. You hide in the corner and you light it up. It, it's unbelievable that that's the way it is. But that's the way it is. Okay, so what are you getting for flavors now we've been smoking a cigar? It's still on the, it's still on the bready side of things. There's a little. Cinnamon? I don't know about cinnamon, but there's a little tart component in there. Cinnamon toasted apple jacks? Huh? You know what? Cinnamon toasty apple jacks. Yeah, those are good. I definitely like got the apple jacks. Yeah. Uh, Is all Apple Jacks cinnamon toasted Apple Jacks? I, I don't remember. It's been so long, but I remember I, eating I them dry so. out of the box with no milk. Yeah. And that would be dry and out it, of the box. And it takes me back to an Apple Jack. This is Apple Jacks. Did you ever eat Apple Jacks? I know you used to get the uh, poor people's uh, government. No uh, frills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had the, uh, <laughs> the the apple cinnamon circles. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks like at one time they put out a uh, caramel Apple Jacks, but the original is just cinnamon toasty Apple Jacks. They they did add a green colored one over yeah. time. So this is regular Apple Jacks. Regular. Right? Yeah. But. With cinnamon toasted, mm -hmm. and this is what it is. Okay, let's take a break. I'll give it to you, I guess. All right. Chat room's in good call, so. Here we go. That's what I got. Hey, I've been studying my palate. Wait till we get into this with the palate thing. It's going to be fantastic. Let's continue our discussion with Lanceros uh, and get into uh, the third Lancero that came out in Cuba and a story of the most expensive cigar I ever bought and why. And it was a Lancero. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. 
Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by AJ Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co., or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. 
Padrón Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced a cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing pot. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Hola, soy Manuel Inoa from La Aurora, Dominican Republic. You are listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Ed Sullivan's got it going on over there. I don't care what you say, Mr. Jonathan. We're it's, back. It's all coincidence. Yeah, we're back and we're smoking the La Aurora 107 Lancero and discussing the love-hate relationship with a size of cigars. We're back. This is Apple Jacks now with some pepper in it. A little peppery. Yeah. I'm, I'm nailing it, right? I have done some things, in, according to that book, of what to clear my nose, to clear my uh, nostrils. And actually, forced retrohaling is not good. Forced retrohaling. You don't want to do it, and we force you to do it. So I'm not going to force you to do it anymore. You do it when you want to do it. What, did the book tell you that? Yes. So is it is it because it's psychologically damaging to me that you make me do it? It's damaging (laughs) to your palate, Hmm. to your taste. Uh, Every once in a while, I want to do it. That I want to taste something that's there. Right now is not the time. And I'm not going to force myself to do it anymore. Hmm. You guys are welcome to force Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> I know it's good for the show and stuff. This but. one isn't that bad as a retro hello. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Spicy. Okay. So how is your, your Lancero performing as far as compare it to a 50 ring gauge cigar, as, as draw, flavor, smoke, speed. The what draw is definitely more snug and not taking, I'm not taking anything away from the construction. It's drawing well for the construction. But you add the ring gauge to make this a 50, another 10 ring gauge, and you're going to have an easier draw automatically. Like it, it seems you like you have I'm, to pull less pull, hard intentionally. You have to intentionally yeah. well, it's also narrow. draw. Mm-hmm. Soft, like you, you know, if you use a regular straw versus like a, a big straw, you're gonna get more out of the big Barry, straw. You're so it's so the amount of air. good at saying exactly what I just said. Well, no, you're, you're not saying the amount of air intake that's playing into like, it. You, you get a cocktail drink with the little stirrer that's in there. There's a oh, yeah. straw, you drink out of that as yeah. opposed to a McDonald's shake straw. Yeah, right? Big difference. You ever put a shake straw inside a regular soda and drink it that way? Yeah, all right, just checking. Yeah. Hmm. Straws are uh, bad. Bad now? Are we still on bad with straws? I believe so. Okay. Maybe no, 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 no. Straws are back to being good because then you don't have the cross contamination on the glass. Correct. So straws are good. Straws are back. All right. They're good. Yeah, but if it's a single serving 
can or bottle, then straws are still bad. No, but right? if it's in a glass, you you want to mm -hmm. use the straw. Do you use plastic straws, or have you gotten into that phase where you're getting a metal straw or a rubber straw? <laughs> did, did you did you bring with you? I don't like to yeah. put metal. Yeah, I don't in my carry mouth. a straw with me. <laughs> and then there's the I carry a lighter and a cutter and my keys and my phone. And then there's the paper ones. And sometimes no, they taste funny. I don't like yeah. the paper ones. No. Yeah, I have a friend that brings a metal straw to a bar when the bars were open. And I would order a drink. I would ask for two straws to make up for the straws she didn't <laughs> right, right. Because you're going to put a whole industry out of business. Right. And, and, piss, and piss her off. Like that, too. Yeah. <laughs> that was reason. primary. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so let's talk about Trinidad and the Lancero. Diego Trinidad founded Trin Trinidad e Hermanos in 1905 as a tobacco company. Diego Trinidad took over the family business in 1920, incorporated in 1958, and renamed it TTT Trinidad. So now you've seen Trinidad and you've seen TTT mm -hmm. Trinidad, right? For most of the Trinidad cigar brand's history, it was coveted in secrecy and mystery. Trinidad didn't come widely known until the 1990s. And the cigars we're known today as Trinidad Cubans have been only around since 1998. Trinidad was the best-kept secret in Cuba, known by some as the 1990 Diplomatic Trinidads. They came in plain boxes of 100, they were never sold, and only 20 boxes per month were produced. In 1994, I heard mention of them being sold in the gray markets for $700 per cigar, and I had to have it. Few individuals, including executives at the government-run Cuba Tobacco uh, are aware of its existence. Again, Trinidad cigars were not created to be sold, but only to be given as gifts by Fidel Castro, the leader of Cuba at that time. In 1996, I paid $300 for a Trinidad. I bought two of them, 300 each. Got them from someone in Texas, and Steve Saka hooked me up. Picked Is this going to turn into another coin story? Yeah. <laughs> Hooked me up with them. Did you put any patina on these? Are they buried in a flower pot somewhere? They, they were not. Okay. Uh, actually, when he came to the store, and this was a Salem store across the street from us here, um, I immediately smoked them with him. And uh, just two years later, 1998, the Trinidad Fundador made its uh, ceremonial commercial debut, unfortunately, mm -hmm. after I paid the 300 each for the cigar. Mm -hmm. Now you could actually buy them for, at that time, $20. <laughs> Uh, but it had a slightly bigger girth to it from a 38 to a 40. The one I smoked was a 38, and here was the 40. So this was the beginning of people saying, okay, Lancero. This is too hard to make. You suck as a collector. Yeah. <laughs> Bought it and smoked it right, right away. Right away. Right away. Uh, it was one of those Did you things. light it with a $100 bill while you were at it because you saved well. $400? I might as well. Um that Lancero, when it became commercially available, became the new gold standard of all Lanceros. After leaving Cuba from in the U.S. in the, in the early 1960s, the Trinidad family that owned the company before Castro took over from everybody contracted Carlos Fuente to make the non-Cuban Trinidad cigar. So the first Trinidad cigar was a Fuente. A Fuente. 
um, first rolled in Tampa, Florida in 1968, but when the Fuentes moved their production out of the country, Nicaragua, then Dominican Republic, about 1980, Fuentes ceased making the Trinidads. In 1997, when the cigars were booming in the U.S., the Trinidads and the Fuentes joined together once again to make the Dominican Trinidad. Uh, but the relationship was short-lived, and the brand went away again. This is when the TTT Trinidad mm-hmm. came out from the regular Trinidad. The Trinidad sued Cuba in U.S. courts for the rights to sell Trinidads in the U.S., and a battle the Trinidad won in 2001. In 2002, the Trinidad sold the Trinidad brand in its U.S. rights as soon as they won it to Altadas USA, which today makes the non-Cuban Trinidads. So that's the story with the Trinidad Cigar and the Lanceros. Um, so $300 per cigar. To this day, that's the record for me, spending 300 that's per cigar. a lot cigar. of money. I bought two, gave one to the guy that picked that up for me. Right, so so it really spent cost, 600 I spent 600 on the cigar, really, for it, me to spend. It was worth it, though, for a Lancero, right? It, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> it, I remember the taste of it. As soon as lighting it, it had tasted like tea, like drinking mm. tea. Uh, it was nice. It was a nice. It was pleasant. It was a nice ten dollar cigar in those days. Mm-hmm. Maybe a twenty dollar cigar in today's day. Um, but it was one of those check it off the bucket list. I ended up smoking a cigar. That was it. What was the most expensive cigar you ever smoked? Hundred and six dollars that mm. you paid for. That I paid Not for. that I gave you. No, nope, that I paid for. $106 was the Padron. I was the first one in history to write a review on it. Gotcha, Barry. That was the Padron 50th. Correct. And you paid that money for that. Yeah, I really? bought it. Wow. It's big. Without an employee discount? No, I used my discount, but so I still you didn't pay, so you didn't pay, didn't pay that. I still bought it. But you didn't pay 106 No. Hmm. Okay. Uh, for me, it was 375 shekels, which translates to $110 U.S. I was bodyguarding a client in Israel. I bought a Cohiba Bihike. Who the fuck hires you as a bodyguard? And, uh, and <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. This was back in and the day. Israel has a 100% tobacco tax, so that $54 cigar was $110. The Bihike, as soon as it came out. As soon as it came out. The initial Bihike. Yeah. And that was a $75 cigar. Uh is what I paid for that cigar mm. when I came mm. out, which was high. Yeah. Too much. Too much. I never smoked it. Too much. You never smoked a Bihike? I can, I can make that happen. Well, you said that before. Really? Yeah. The original Bihike was still better waiting. than the current Bihike. Yeah. But anything the, Nicaraguan and Dominican is better than any Cuban. Mm. Be, after the show's over, let me look and see if I have one. I don't remind you. Remind me. Because I... I just won't spend the money for it. It's too expensive. It is. So what is the most expensive you spent on a cigar? I I was talking to Dave about it because I didn't know if it really counted. And I think you just determined it counts, right? Went out on me for the first time. The Lancero went out on me. Not bad, though. I got 40 minutes out of it. Right. You determined that it counted as my most expensive cigar, right? The Padron Millennium that I had. At the mm. Padron dinner. It was hard uh, for me to say because it was all bundled into the price of the yeah, dinner. Yeah, you, you paid for it. Yeah, so that that was, I think at the, when they first came out, they were about 90 a pop, but it could have been 100. 
Uh, How many did you get? I thought I thought we got a couple. I think so too because it was enough that everybody you, ended you up getting. You had the whole one. humidor. Yeah, and you were there weren't. So it might have been fifty bucks a pop. Yeah. Because what I'm thinking is you paid a hundred dollars for the meal and a hundred dollars for the two cigars. Mm. Yeah, I mean normally I would not go above fifty for anything. You know, I've probably been close to that in the UK buying a Cuban cigar. Yeah. I don't know. I, I So besides Bahique, is there anything you want but you won't buy because it's too much money? You want a, you want a There's Bahique. There's no, I don't have yeah. a bucket list. There's no bucket no. list for me. I'm not. I'm all done with it. I, I did it. I, I accomplished everything I had right. accomplished. I smoked a Dunhill Cuban. I smoked yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've had a Davidoff Cuban, yeah, but I didn't too. pay for it. Well, you're still looking for the 1492 Cuban. Yeah. Would you spend 300 on that? Yes. Yeah. Thousand. Yeah, so you're. Uh, would you spend a thousand? You have re- yet to reach your limit. I might. Yeah. We're, what's the cutoff? It's got to be a thousand. Yeah, I mean, where are you going to go from there? And what's next? Five. Yeah, anybody so the out guy there says one thousand fifty dollars. You say no. I'm sold. Yeah, you do it. So the number keeps going up. <laughs> I'm I'm ruining my negotiation now. Saying this on the air, if the sun, but I tried everybody. I mean, how many times in Cuba? And I said somebody's got this. You know, all those guys at the um, big party afterwards. Um, the the um, grand. Uh, what they call gala yep. dinner. These guys that are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars for boxes of cigars and stuff. I talked to all of them and said, fourteen ninety two. Oh, I had that. You know, do you have any? No, no, I don't have any more. <laughs> Came out nineteen ninety two. What was it? A Partagus? It might have been a Partagus fourteen ninety two, uh, but a big red band one four nine two in the front of it. Um. But I was never able to get it. I got a lot of information in, in the office on it. But I, many, you, you, yeah, you had to I buy that whole thing, and it was only at that dinner, and it's the only way to find that guy. Yeah, I don't give a shit about that cigar. Aaron, two, or th- any cigar I can't get. I don't care. Two, 2018, are you going to say, Barry? Yeah, 2018, the Cuba Tobacco 1492 humidor filled with 50 cigars of the same name. We sold at auction for $31,000. How many cigars in the box? 50. 50. Yeah. So you got to find out who bought that and see if they'll sell you one. 1,000 ain't going to do it. Oh, yeah. Hey, it, well, it, no, it comes out to 620 a cigar. All right. I'll give you 620 for one of those. Maybe you can find out who got it. You, it looks like Mitchell Orchin sold that box. Man, I'll tell you, if you everybody that listening yeah. to this show hasn't fallen asleep behind the wheel and driven off the road, I'll be surprised. Maybe it's, it's just... Terribly boring. They're all on their phones. <laughs> all right. They were anyway. <laughs> uh, so Carlos Fuente, we were talking about him earlier. Uh, Jeremiah Merrifeld, who is Merrifeld family from uh, making the um, Cameroon wrapper. Uh, Jose Blanco, uh, Maline. Um, she's a YouTube show. I did a show with them last week, uh, Sunday, called Meet the Professor. They had me on it. The amazing thing was that they had unbelievable guests up to this point, and they they hit the rock bottom or whatever, and, and went to me. But did they did they ask for the coin story by name? They or did. did you they, have said, to? they wanted the coin story, and they wanted to hear some of this. But Dave's not sharing that outside of this venue. No, this is this is uh, gold for us, right? Uh, but they had me on. Thank you very much. Um, 
uh, I would have loved other people to listen to it, um, but it's gone forever, I think. I don't know. It, it doesn't exist. Huh. I saw it. It was that good. You saw it live. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I think it, it was, was on it. Zoom. I think it was it. I don't know. It, it, there's other shows that are on there, but I went to go look to see how did I sound? Did it look okay? How was it? Um, even though I lived it, but you got to yeah, just take, watch take it a again. peek. Um, it didn't exist, but um, it, it was uh, very interesting um, of me being on the other side, you know, them asking me questions. And so odd for Jose Blanco and um, Carlito Fuente asking me questions. You know, I'm like, what's wrong with this story yeah. that I'm supposed to be asking you questions? Right. And who the hell am I and why am I here and why am I answering your question? And um, again, I couldn't see, I, I could see them and stuff. It seemed like I was telling good stories and stuff, but maybe they were looking at their phone and saying, when's this meeting over? Especially <laughs> nev never putting the show out again. So maybe uh, it's good it's gone. I don't know. All right, final thoughts here on La Aurora 107 Lancero. So th this cigar was actually created because a group of bloggers went down to the factory when La Aurora was Of course, and, I'm, and I'm glad you're telling the story because that's the only way. And, and it was pushed for and pushed for, and then a couple of bloggers that weren't on the trip got on board, and then a, a retailer, uh, retailers in Georgia, Borum and Mike in uh, Buckhead, they said, all right, I'll take- Were you there? Yeah. You were there. I was there. And they're like, they'll take 25 boxes. And so they agreed. I think the initial run was 107 boxes. And then it became part of the regular production line. But it's the slowest seller. 107 boxes, 107. Right. The first oh. time. Now it's an ongoing production, but it's probably the slowest seller in the entire line. Of course. So a bunch of, a bunch of douchebags went down that are used to getting free cigars. They talked a manufacturer and a retailer into both producing and carrying the cigars that don't sell. Well, the retailer well, wasn't there. He so moved into a Twitter movement, and he was one of the first retailers to get big on Twitter. And he told Guillermo, who used to be on Twitter, I'll give you an order right now. And then they agreed to do it. I think it was 107 boxes. Well, uh, first off, they're not douchebags. A bunch of douchebags. <laughs> Stop by saying that. I, I apologize for him. He speaks what, what he doesn't know of. Maybe I, I'm sure Coop would have had money that I would have been the person to call him a douchebag before Jonathan did. But oh, uh, I didn't know I, Coop I, was there. I'm sorry, Coop. How about every other person that was there? You're gonna, I don't know who they were. I don't, so whatever. Remember, I don't remember. You don't know who they were, but yet they were douchebags. I don't think Coop was there. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he was part of that, that, yeah. that group. No, because he's not douchey. But you were. Yes, and, and you, I'm douchey. And you pushed... For them to do this. I was part of the thing going, yeah, you know, I would. What, I, why? I, I, why? Because he's a. <laughs> cigar geek. Douchebag. <laughs> yeah, maybe cigar geek is the better terminology. Mm. I don't get it. You know, it brought a lot of attention to the 107 line. You know, it, it was the it first. It doesn't sell. But it brought attention. Laura Roar was trying to reinvent themselves or put themselves back on the map at the time. Um, you know, should I make a Dos Ombre Lancero? Probably not. It'll bring attention to it. Probably not. Well, of course not. Because they they were looking to make themselves the first cigar factory to the Dominican Republic to something more it's modern. It's the times. least loyal. This is consumer. You know, and they did it with the Cianos. The Cianos had a Lancero as well. Part of this is, I was in the business when Cohiba Lancero comes out. 
it beca- when it gets on the cover of Cigar Aficionado magazine and they interview Fidel Castro and they talk about the Lancero, that's when people started coming in saying, what do you have in a Lancero? I remember like it was yesterday. Or people coming in and saying, what do you have for a Lancero? Because they read about it in this and now they want to smoke Lanceros. So... I'm hearing people one after the other asking for Lanceros, so I start ordering a bunch of Lanceros. Oh, my God. And one is out of this box. Two years later, there's two out of this box, one out of that box. I'm like, oh, my God. And this happened so many times that I get caught up, and they say, oh, here's Lancero. Just get some of it. We have Steve Saka's Lancero downstairs. Now leave me the hell alone. Leave me the hell alone because they bothered him so much through the Lancero and there they are sitting on my shelves and I did it again. Why do I keep getting caught up in this? I know better. There's no Guillermo Leon knows better to put it out and he still did it. There's no monogamy in the Lancero smoker. He's searching for the next new Lancero. To try. To try it. Maybe two, one for the collection and one to smoke. And Dave is the exception of the rule where he does buy yes, boxes of them, but and he he, but even he isn't monogamous. He has a a case with twenty different ones. So he does a blind cigar that he does every single time. Do you have a blind cigar with a Lancero? You, you have, all right. He's different than everybody else. So he's the he's the exception to the, the rule. rule. Yeah, scored high. And then did you guys all go out and buy the Lanceros after because you like them so much? The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me answer it for you. Let me answer it. Uh, so. Dave, a couple things. First off, uh, McClelland man said Jonathan using the term douchebag yeah. is ironic. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing glass stones in glass houses, right? And he is a Takes one to know one. Yeah. And then as far as your... Fuente appearance. It, it looks as though they batch up episodes because last week they loaded four at a time, so they may just take four All and right. put it. So I, fi- I figured I did a bad you, job. You still have a chance. We'll, yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. I, I didn't call or anything, but because <laughs> I, I did what I was supposed to do. But uh, very nice of them to have me on, whether they ever hear it or not. That's it. All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to keep it going and light up another Lancero. Wow, am I happy. And see what the buzz is all about. Am I missing something here, or do the masses have it right? Bigger is better. That's the way it works. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. 
named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room Cuatro Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet passionado cigar journal covers cigars in the u.s and around the world and is printed right here in the usa you owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine cigar journal available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website cigarjournal.com that's Com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, 
are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Got Jason Wood from Miami Cigar and Company and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. And we're back with our number two. Today we're talking about tall and thin, something I know little about. It's the Lancero. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And we're going to light up another Lancero. Have I ever had two Lanceros back-to-back in my life? No. no. Absolutely not. Nor have I. This All would right. be the first for me as well. All right, Barry, what do we have? Well, today's second cigar is the La Flor Dominicana Lajero IPCTR exclusive, and it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic by La Flor Dominicana. The size that we're lighting up is a 7.5 by 38 Lancero, and it features an Ecuadorian Habano over Dominican binder and fillers. A single cigar will set you back $15.99, while a box of 10 is $142.99, making it $14.29 a cigar. It's a savings of over $17 or 17% off the box price on twoguyscigars.com, and if you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. So, so yeah. the, do, me, do the, me a solid and buy them by the box. These were a limited production item then. Yeah. Correct. They did two so, sizes. They did a Lancero, and they did an A size. So they must. Two losers. Must have <laughs> flown off the shelf. We still have them. What year was this? Uh, 2018. So. Two years. I still have them. I still have them. We move a lot of cigars here. Our rotation is maybe two, three months. Yep. So it turns. Here's a thought for you, Dave. Why don't you pretend you love it so you can sell the rest of them? <laughs> I don't. I like what that taste tasted yeah. like. You am I going to get a it. box and, and age them in my humidor and put them aside? And the answer is no. Well, maybe if you're going to smoke something anyway, you should smoke the Lanceros to get rid of them. There's people that that stores that do well with Lancero supposedly that they're all about that. Yeah, that's there's they, a store in Texas. Yeah, that's big we're, on the Lancero. We were going to promote them today, mm-hmm. but we're not going to do it mm-hmm. because uh, Skip Martin said he was going to send some, and we would have promoted we, we them. Don't have and, them, but we don't have them. Uh, maybe you sent them and we didn't get them in time, or maybe you didn't send them and you forgot. Uh, or maybe you're not even listening to this, and I'm just talking to myself. I'm gonna, I don't know. I'm going to say it was Danny's <laughs> fault. Yeah? But, um, yeah, you reached out to, to Ed and not, not me, but uh, we're willing to do it. But, anyway, uh, give a plug to the Lancero store. Uh, Stogie's in uh, Texas. Houston, Texas? You, I think it's Houston. Yeah, Stogie's. He big into Lancero's. Mm-hmm. Um, he carries other things, though, right? He does, and he gets all these manufacturers to make a Lancero exclusive just for him. Because nobody else wants them, apparently. 
Everything's, Listen, everything's bigger in Texas except at Stokies. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nelson Alfonso made the um, Atabay in a Lancero, and I smoked one this week. I saw you. And um, nice cigar and everything, but I told him when he did it, yeah, that's a loser. You know, it's just not going to do well. And uh, uh, I I got some information from him, the Cuban information and stuff from him this week. And uh, he says the Lanceros is worth selling one. It just is. You know, I I don't like it. It's it's a truth, right? That's what you're going to hear. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by a guy that doesn't have a Lancero cigar. Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is a brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. The new Perdomos are out, by the way. The 10th Mm -hmm. anniversary Sun Grown, the 10th anniversary Maduro. Wherever you are in the United States and you see them there, hurry up and get them. They've never had a launch in their history as good as this. And this is a company that always are in stock. Everything that they have in stock, they launched a product that they don't have in stock right now because the thing was so successful. He says, Dave, I've never seen anything like it. Mm. I know you buy heavy, uh, and, you, and you probably have some, and we do. Uh, how are they going? Because I can't send some to you right now. And I said, they're rocking. Uh, they, they are up my alley, including the Maduro. Right. Uh, and that's what I would say for people who have tried Perdomo before. Smoke it again. Smoke it again. Time. This is smoke, different. Smoke this. Um, this is rhubarb on the uh, the cold draw. Like a weed? Yeah, LFD. A lot it of LFD cigars have that rhubarb and sometimes molasses. Uh, it seems to be a common Are you agreeing with me right cold now? draw. Just like Davidoff has that barnyard. I agree draw. 100% <laughs> with Barry. I do not. What is... What is rhubarb? Rhubarb. I've it's given a it weed. to you before. It's a it's a weed. It, it looks like uh, celery. a reddish There's celery. Rhubarb pie, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I've never had it. I don't. It, and you shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, really, they like to do strawberry rhubarb pie, but you got to add so much sugar to even make it edible. It's very tart. Yeah, but this rhubarb had the sugar already added to it. Correct. Otherwise, little, that rhubarb. I got a little little musty way. mushroom. That's, that's the rhubarb. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rhubarb is a musty, musty taste. mushroomy. Yeah. We're going to light our cigar today with the Crusher by Vertigo. This is a single action lighter featuring three jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. You've got a flip-out bullet punch and an easy adjustment wheel all for the low price of $29.99. That's the Crusher by Vertigo. Now, the Crusher sounds like the arch nemesis of a superhero. The Crusher. It is, yeah. Or it could be a wrestler from the there, 80s. There was a wrestler from the 70s. <laughs> the crusher. There was the he was rest- ahead of his time. There was the wrestler in the Bugs Bunny cartoon, The Crusher. So this is a true Lancero. Here's a 38 ring gauge, 7.5 inch. Uh, it says Lajero on it. Lajero is the high primings of the tobacco plant, which burns the slowest. How much Lance... How much Lajero can be in here? I don't know. You look down at the cut end. Yeah, there's no, I'm not seeing there's no a dark hint swirl. Yeah, you know, it's part of the line. They got the Lajero line. They got the double Lajero line. So, But is there Lajero in this? this I'm gonna Lito s- Gomez, is there Lajero in this? I'm going to say it's not noticeable like the other Lajero lines. No, this doesn't is have John that Is John Connie strength. on here live? I haven't yeah, I think seen he went Mr. Back to work. John. I think he went back to work. 
Yeah, you went back to Florida. To be in Florida yeah. yeah. Back to work. Um, How similar is the wrapper on this to the first one we smoked? Is it the same? They're both listed as Ecuadorian. One, this one just listed as uh, Ecuador. Because this is the other this one has a Ecuador similar bread-like taste. Now that it's lit, hmm. both Dominicans. Although the uh, 107 had also Nicaraguan and Peruvian. Peruvian, Peruvian mm. yeah. Which I was looking for that Peruvian taste. Um, That's that sweetness. It yeah. That sweetness to it when you were talking about the uh, Apple Jacks. This is not Apple Jacks. This is a sweet cinnamon, though. No sting from the cinnamon, just the sweetness. Yeah, it's not, it's not the same. It doesn't have as, as much oomph as, as I expected more, actually, but it seems hmm. a couple of notches down from yeah. the La Aurora. Yep. Also considerably aged. I mean, there's two years of age on this. My uh, argument for bigger is better is from Barry's Asylum. Would the guy have gone through the surgery if they promised a downsize? No. Well, maybe. They gave you him two extra inches. Get, so. I, I think he would have because the, the article went on to say how it's affected his, uh, Sex his, life? His, <laughs> his psyche, how he doesn't feel like he's a man anymore. Because he isn't? Yeah, he's yeah. a eunuch at this point. Yeah. But uh, I think he would have done it anyway. Mm. So talking about Lanceros and all this, um, will or can Lanceros make a comeback? And I'm going to say comeback, but to what? It, it never was, right? <laughs> yeah. It never was. Um, the, the strongest ever was when Cigar Aficionado put that Castro thing out, and people were coming mm -hmm. in and, and me ordering it and then buying one here, one there. But there were people talking about Lanceros. Uh, unless you go into the real geekdom in the cigar industry, people aren't talking about Lanceros. No, nah, and, and I remember when a lot of companies were making, out, making Lanceros, I remember CAO MX2 did a Lancero that was the worst Lancero I ever had. Couldn't keep him lit for more than three or four puffs throughout the whole box. MX2 that I stopped with double Maduro. Right, and I stopped Again, smoking leaves. it for a Lancero's for a while because it was such a crushing experience. Yeah. I think the fact that Lancero's have the most error in them turns a lot of people off as well. The only one that works is Macanudo. You're talking the lowest primings, the, the mildest you can do, and you can end up making a Lancero out of it because it, it makes sense to end up working. You go into Maduro, you go into uh, Lajero's, higher primings of them, or, or darker, thicker wrappers, you're asking for trouble. Mm -hmm. They also uh, put them in a tube. It's not a beautiful wrapper. It's the, the, There are problems with that cigar as far as if you hold, if you were to just look at it up against another cigar you're going with the other cigar but dave i have uh i have the cigar that'll change your opinion on lanceros really yeah illusion at one point came out with uh the holy lance which is their lance with a candela wrapper really mm -hmm. wow. wow talk about stacking <laughs> loser on loser yeah well now dave have you tried the aladino elegante aladino elegante which is Maduro his lancero yeah. That one sells by the box. It, it does. That one sells by the box. I don't box. think I ever have. Yeah. But that's not a Lancero should... guy that smokes it in quote. I'm saying in quotes. It's no, right. Is it no a Lancero? It is. Yeah. Yes. yeah. A Seven true by Lancero. 38. Yeah, yeah. You, you should try it. I think you would actually enjoy that one. All Corojo. 
Uh, this no, is a Maduro wrap. It's a Maduro wrap. There, ah. there was a time when I had to take the singles off the shelf because it was going. I needed it for my one box buyer on it, and because I we the height of COVID, we couldn't get them. But yeah, it moves. And now you can't get them again. Well, the one, buyer, the one buyer. The one buyer. One buyer, but it's a buyer. Don't get greedy. And it's not Dave Hack, so. <laughs> so we have two Lancero people between three stores. <laughs> All right, let's get to the matchup of the week. It's time for the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair, so guys. Who would win this hypothetical battle? This is a little story to it. If your mom slaps your wife and your wife slaps your mom back, you're in the room watching this. Hmm. You're a little step back from them and you see it happen. Which one do you go to first? Me either. I leave the room. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm tapping out of that situation. First, I do an inventory check in the refrigerator to see if there's any jello to throw down. Otherwise, I leave the room. <laughs> That's disgusting. So, jello. <laughs> That's your mom, you sick fuck. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> They're going to re- jello wrestle. Oh. Yeah, Cat fight? I, Cat fight? I, yeah, I run the your other way. Your mother and your wife? Well, I think. You got to pick one. You, all right. If you have to pick one, of course, you well, pick your wife. Yeah. Because your mom is your mom, and she's going to love you no matter what. Your wife, on the other hand, is going to take half your shit. So you've got to you got to go to your wife, console Smart. her, and then make up with your mom later. Might take years. And I think in that but- scenario, didn't mom start it? Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah, but for all the reasons Jonathan said, I think he's got a winner for an but, answer. Yeah, but I was thinking of that I would go to my wife, but she's the last she's one to get hit. My mother, so she won't be as bad as long. She's the last one that got hit. She's older. Did anyone lose any teeth? You're gonna, I don't know. You're going to want to have you sex don't know. again in your lifetime, and so you, you go to your wife. And your mother, you blood is thicker than water. Your mother is your mother. Your wife, not necessarily, is going to be your wife later on. But you still got that. No, you got to go. You got to go to your wife. I, I think you I th- see, they, you every, lose, everybody's talking you about this. You want to lose half your shit or not. You go to your wife and you hope for the best with your mom. That's that's the play. Man. You might lose more than half your shit if she cuts you out of the will after that. Yeah, you- I already have my shit. I don't need my mom's stuff. <laughs> I'm good. You say absolutely the wife. Mm-hmm. Wife. She'll outlive the mother. Yeah. <laughs> your mother is your mother. That's correct. She'll forgive you. She and, started it. And she drew first blood. Uh, Rudy agrees. He says he'd go to his wife, no hesitation. Well, really? his wife may, may or may not be listening next to him. <laughs> <laughs> your older mother, just the last thing that just happened is she just got slapped in the face by your wife. She, she brought she, it on herself. Thank you, Ed Sullivan. Yeah, you can't go slapping people and not expect to slap back. I mean, the, the run away is, is the ideal yeah. situation. but <laughs> Maybe they didn't see me. <laughs> but you, you right. have to go to one. <laughs> No, if you have to go to one, they know you're there. You go to your wife. Really? I don't know. That's a tough one. I saw somebody post it. How did I get this question? Somebody actually posted that up. I said, wow. And nobody responded. No. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, leaving that alone. I said, you know, the interesting thing is nobody's responding. I can make these guys respond. They have to give me an answer. Um, upcoming shows. Um, we have... Uh, people that are in the care package. We're going to go to Blind Cigar Tasting next week, A versus B. 
and we're going to talk about the characteristics of the tobacco and try to figure out, not necessarily which one is better. We will do that. I see some people some posting. Some smoking them. They're smoking them. Don't smoke them yet. Yeah, I already, Sammy have, B. I already have a handful of votes. How can they vote? How is the voting up already? Because I put it up to when they get the cigars, because I know most of the people don't wait. And so, But you're missing the whole thing of what this is. So we're going to talk about the characteristics of the tobacco, like we do with two guys, that we smoke a cigar and we guess the country of origin, the tobaccos used inside of it to sharpen your skills. And mm-hmm. yeah, I taste this. And that, that's what the idea is. And then for fun, you pick A versus B. And then the following week, it's going to be C versus D, and we're going to do the same exact thing. And then we're going to wait a lot of weeks, three, four, five weeks later, we're going to have E versus F, or in this case, it'll be E versus blank, Mm -hmm. because you guys got A, B, C, blank. Blank is D, because these guys put 3,000 cigar (laughs) bands on it, and they were... Done. done, and they could get away with. I told them in advance if if it gets too much, don't do it. But E versus F, it might be E versus blank, and it'll be the winners. You're not going to know who won until after we end up doing it. But you'll know you smoked A versus B, and you end up smoking E. It's one of those two, right? And if you paid attention to what it is, um, it's a little blind taste test of what we do every single day. It's a fun game. We we have fun doing it. Hope you will uh, have fun doing <laughs> it too. Dave, maybe for the the blind cigar test for offer of the day, see if Jonathan for a hundred bucks will let us blind him. We'll just poke his eyes out, and then he'll be uh, ready be for blind. the show. Be yeah, blind. he wouldn't do that. But we did blind taste test him before putting um, a blindfold on him many years ago. Mm. And is this a natural Maduro, sun grown? Um, all the different things of it, you were pretty good, by the way. And that was way back then. That was back in the old days. You know, on the ash holes at one point, we had a blind taste test, and we got a blind guest. You did. On the show. A real blind guy, which was was great. Glenn's a good dude. Um, Also, uh, September 5th, we got Robert Holt coming up. Robert Holt. I know him. Uh, Southern Draw. Yeah. He's coming up. Uh, I know he hasn't done events and promotions and things at all. He canceled everything for the rest of the year. I, I think I, they've got some Lanceros. You should check with them. Yeah. <laughs> Following yeah. message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And with respect to the after show, which uh, we do after the main show, yeah. and this week we're talking about Nat Sherman. Nat Sherman. Nat Sherman was sold. The, we we the didn't have news. Therein. They are closing their store in New York, and their brands are going to be gone forever in September. By the end of September. By the end of September, it's over. You're talking about a company that came out in 1930, 90-year-old company, gone. Part of that is Altria bought them, the parent company of Philip Morris, makes Marlboro cigarettes. It was a big problem when they ended up doing that. I saw that that it was going to be a problem. Well, here's what ends up happening. They're going away forever. Um, it is uh, something important to me because it's a it's a man and a company that I followed my whole career before I was even in the cigar business. Um, and we'll talk about that, of the history of what happened and what the future is for some of the people that work there. So that'll be this Wednesday on the after show. So last uh, Wednesday, we talked about what's in your travel humidor. And Dan from Lexina, Kansas says he's a longtime listener. Love the show. Just one comment on the most recent after show. I take exception to the subversion used by Jonathan. Hmm. Subversion. 
Douchebaggishness? Yeah. It's douchebaggy. Yeah. Uh, hiding your best smokes in your travel humidor seems like a pretty low move for a guy that works at a cigar store. It's not hiding it, although he did flip over the yeah, bottom it's, thing. It's hidden. Yeah. False bottom. Yeah. <laughs> False bottom. <laughs> it's a pain in the ass when I have to go get my second cigar, but whatever. Uh, the true joy of smoking cigars is shared with sharing with someone. You're right. My move is to hand my friend my travel humidor and let him know he can have anything in the case, which I do. What if so, he's really not a cigar smoker? What if he's a newbie? Huh. Sure, there's a chance he'll take your Byron and put it out after three puffs. Oh. But there's also a chance he'll fall in love with it and you've got a friend and a customer for life. Seems like what David would do. Spend my life savings, I'm sorry, spent my life sharing my best smokes with my recently deceased brother and don't regret it a minute. Of course. Even though he would have been able, would not have been able to tell the difference between it and a Swisher Sweet. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it, it's happened. You know, I, w- I was over in the Seabrook store yesterday and there's a um, Massachusetts politician uh, that comes in, not, not a real cigar smoker. By any means, last time I was up there talking to him, uh, oh, I had a couple of cigars my whole life, and you know, I had Garcia Vega before, and and machine made cigars and stuff, and I came up here and I had a real cigar and I liked it, and they turned them on to something mild to start off with. Here he was yesterday smoking a Neanderthal, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm seeing him light the cigar, and I said, who sold that to you? And he said, Jim. He points at Jim. (laughs) And I look at Jim and said, he's going to like it. And I'm sitting right with him. And he lights a cigar, and he loved it. He said, now this is the best I've ever had Mm. so far. And I'm like, wow, I would never have put you on that cigar. He loved it. Well, and that's the other thing about telling somebody that is probably a two or three puff chump take anything you want and the top layer is milder cigars that i'm probably not going to smoke there's nothing wrong with the cigars i'm not shortchanging yeah. the guy i'm giving him a chance and if he finishes the whole thing i'll show him the hidden how about open it up and saying everything's available to you but i would rec can i recommend something to you and then recommend the right jonathan's thing. language is very angry to a chump a douchebag yeah, yeah, i mean i don't bad. know what's wrong you with know there's him a chance today. that guy he's, hate- he's having personal problems oh is the he? uh i do there's have a another- chance that guy hated the neanderthal but he didn't want to get jim in trouble i don't think so i think he liked i said i mean it's a political thing to do is jim a voter in his district possibly <laughs> Yeah. Following messages submitted through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com and Alex from Mexico writes Mexico. Hi guys, hope you're doing well. After hearing last week's show with Barry back, I realized that listening to the show without Barry is like watching the karate kid without its hero, Johnny Lawrence. <laughs> our hero? Barry is our hero? Is hang that on, Barry? On. Mr. Like Jonathan this? obviously is the villainous Daniel LaRusso who is allowed to run unchecked. <laughs> I guess, Dave, that would make you Mr. Miyagi. I don't know. But I think so. This is from the guy with the penis on the arm story. That's what he's contributing. <laughs> he's a hero. And he's the hero. Yeah. Isn't this weird? Do you even know We're about smoking Have Lanceros you seen the Karate Kid? And, and, and Barry is our hero. What is wrong today? It's the end of the world as yeah. we know it. <laughs> as we know it. Do I know Mr. Miyagi? Of course. So you're familiar. Well, he was, he's the sweep the leg guy. The real douchebag in the movie, mm-hmm. and I would be the hero, is what he's saying. I think he was just being sarcastic. Oh, oh, there was sarcasm there. Yeah. All right. I don't get sarcasm sometimes. No. Yeah. Especially no, about a movie that you've never seen before. 
All right, so early thoughts here on uh, the La Flor Dominicana Lajero Lancero. It's well, called Lancero or it has a name? Uh, Lancero. Yeah, okay. I'll say I was surprised. You know, when I saw the lineup, I fully expected this to be a lot stronger than the first one, and it just is not. Right. Um, it's one of the nicest tasting La Flor Dominicana Lajeros which are typically too full body for me because it's not. It's, it's, no, it's I'd say probably a six or a seven on the, uh, the strength scale. I was going to say five. Look at what <laughs> happened here. The world is ending here. It's crazy. This is a straight medium cigar. Yeah, a lot of uh, earth components to it. Very little spice. I was expecting more spice. Spice is there on the retro hill. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. Dave said I More in the to. first one. The, mo- the first one was spicier. The first one definitely was spicier. Laura was spicier. Yeah, it's very do, pleasant. Do you think the 38 to a 40? Dramatic? Mm-mm. No. No? Not a dramatic difference. I think no, they did can, a good job on this. I think those extra couple ring gauge give you quite a bit of latitude with the blend, though. Probably. Cedar. Yep. But they've been I, sitting in the box for two years. Two years? <laughs> two years age, folks. TwoGuysCigars.com. Do me a solid here. That's the number two. <laughs> yeah. Both of you uh, Lancero guys, jump on this. No, I bet you there's a lot of Lancero people listening because they're into it. And I don't mean anything. Listen, you love them. Great. Um, there's an ask for every seat, as we right. say. Right. And, and these companies are still making stuff on there. They haven't learned their lesson. Or you guys are buying it. You're just not buying it from us. You I was going to go with there's an ass in every seat. Well, I'm looking at some empty seats out here. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we're social distancing right, right. now. <laughs> we're, still, we're still doing that. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, um, we got an after show to prepare for. Um, we have uh, lots in the mailbag. Mr. Jonathan wants to get to a lot of these because he said uh, they're piling up and he's telling people he's never going to get to them. Uh, so let, let me make it a little easier on him. And uh, Barry's got a uh, his title on the line in the classic three-way. Barry is our champion. We'll get to that and more. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Certain general warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose. This is Mr. Jonathan Carney with La Florida Minicana Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. It's on this game on the drops today, i got to say that. We're back and we're smoking Lanceros today. Will it be the next big thing? Can we make Lanceros a big thing? No. I don't think it ever was, but... 
can, can it happen? I don't think so. You're good, but I don't think anybody's that good. Yeah, that's crazy. <clears throat> Uh, it's it's a big as better is still what's going on. I thought the even the sixty ring gauge was going to be a fad, but uh, the seventies are booming. The seventies are where the sixties were when this thing started. Yeah. So are the eighties next? I don't think so. <laughs> They're going okay. Eighties are outselling Lanceros. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They're outselling Lanceros. Um. So uh, we must begin to start talking and thinking about the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. Should we include a Lancero in the contenders pack? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's never been one. There's never even been a contender that was a Lancero. All right. There has been 60 ring gauges mm -hmm. that been in, but there's never been a Lancero mm. in as a contender. Uh, and the problem is sales. Could it be, and, and just thinking for the future, obviously new cigars will be taking a hit in the next few years. Could it be a contender's pack that is awarding the best 60 ring gauge cigar? And that becomes the game. And then the best Separate? Robusto. And ah. you, you can pull from everything in the store at that point. You're looking at best sellers, but which one is the best Robusto? And 60 ring gauge and Churchill and but so forth. it still has to be regular production, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Be, all right. It's not going to be my Aladino. No, all right. Well, at this point, everything, September 9th. Right now, they're saying possible pushback again, Barry. You're hearing a little about they're trying to push back the September 9th date again. Trying. Oh, yeah. Something came out this week uh, with the FDA saying that uh, they weren't going to uh, do the substantial testing. Uh, but the, the Pediatric Association that filed the lawsuit now gets their chance to respond. It, it, it has the potential to be big news, but at this point, I don't think it's big news yeah. at all. So back to manufacturers, and I heard from a handful of manufacturers after we did that show and told you the warning of the September 9th of, oh, my God, I was listening to the Cigar Authority. I can't believe it didn't get pushed back again, and it's really going to happen. What do I have to do? Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. What do I have to do? Mm -hmm. You're kidding me. There's you got a lot, a lot of work to do. A lot right. of people didn't real, does it, do, do not know how intensive this is. Yeah. They've dropped the ball. My God. And if that ends up happening, you think Nat Sherman just going down? Mm -hmm. There's going to be a whole bunch of people going down because they didn't do what and they, they can't, had to do. Th those, those cigars can't be liquidated. They can't be sold. Can't even be sold. That's it. It's just you got a bunch of paperweights. You're yeah. gonna have to move them to the European market. Yeah. Before September 9th, you're gonna get them out. Yeah, if they're in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And cigar stores aren't even supposed to have it. You know, uh, are they ready to send a um, basically military out there searching at cigar stores <laughs> to see what brands? I I don't think so. Uh, and if they choose <coughs> one, it'll probably be me. Unfortunately, <laughs> the big mouth uh, in the industry, but. Um, We'll, we'll, yeah, I, we'll got, see. I got four or five cigars already that I would argue for the contenders. I, I won't share them yet, but yeah, let's do a show on it. But we have to stop thinking that way of putting it together. And what What's the cutoff? From, September. Yeah, from September of last year. Anything new that we've brought in since September last year? Yeah, because there's some stuff coming in, right? Yeah, yeah. I think the one thing we can obviously say that's going to be part of the contenders back Let, is Let's the Perdomo. say September 9th, okay? Because mm -hmm. after that, nothing's going to come in. But yes, mm -hmm. Perdomo killed it. Both yeah. of them. Both of mm -hmm. them. Yep. Now, the, now the issue is going to be availability. Mm -hmm. And this, by the way, availability mm -hmm. is a problem retailers 
It's a problem right now. Availability is a problem across the board. Uh, Buy heavy and pay your bills. It's a problem. I mean, that may factor in more than in past years, right? Yeah. I mean, if if a contender can't make them available for you to sell, can that win? No. No? No, like Aladino had two new cigars this year. Do they become part of the contenders with the whole country shut down? That's going to be part of the discussion. Yeah. Yeah. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Casey, Dr. Casey, writes in the subject line, help with the wife. In case the mother slaps her? That's why I was just going to go there. You got me. Uh, hey, fellas. First, I want to say how awesome the podcast is, even with Jonathan and Barry's obvious love obsession with each other. The educational info and banter. Why don't you two see that you're in love with each other? That was so fast, Ed Sullivan. I didn't even set you up. Uh, the banter at Top Notch Entertainment, Mr. Garofalo. Ed's on his game today. He is. He took Spill his, Lance Arrows. He, he ate his, going. He ate his Apple Jacks. Uh, your love and passion, Mr. Garofalo, for business is undeniable, and I'm looking forward to purchasing your book as I am a small business owner and would love to learn some of your methods for success. Uh, Good. Thank you. Now to my question. I'm newly married. DavidGaroffalo.com. <laughs> DavidGaroffalo.com or Amazon or one of those guys. That's the letter D, DavidGaroffalo.com. It'll be in the show notes. You know what starts with D? Don't, don't interrupt you. Don't interrupt uh, you. Douchebag. What? I'm newly married, and at the time of us meeting, I smoked maybe a cigar or two a month. Now as the passion and fire for cigars is stoked again, I am smoking about a cigar a day to every other day on average. The opposite of usually what happens to people when they get married. Mm-hmm. Consumption goes down because you're married because there's something in that wedding cake that <laughs> I don't know what it is, but okay, go ahead. I've noticed that my wife, while she supports my interests and loves me, she's become less and less patient and more and more aggravated okay. with the smell of my cigars, specifically on my clothes and my beard. That happens to all of us, don't I try to smoke in well-ventilated outdoor areas, and I floss and brush my teeth after uh, every cigar. Thanks, Jonathan, for the advice on flossing. Total game changer there. Uh, But I don't always have the availability or will to change my clothes or shower after smoking. Is there anything that helps with the smell getting it off my clothes? Uh, Anything you guys have found to keep my wife, well, let's say, less aggravated? Because happiness is impossible. Uh, Appreciate all that you guys do. Keep the lid end in your mouth and keep uh, making this awesome content, Dr. Smoke, Casey. Smoke more because eventually she'll become numb to it. If you can have her, which you have pulled off, yes. Barry Stein, uh, if you can get your wife smoking a cigar with you, you know, after dinner or something, yeah. bon, let's sit outside, grab a glass of wine, have a cigar yeah. with me, and she becomes part of the thing. Maybe that ends up helping. Yeah, get, get her a, a Java or a Toscano Macchiato. Mm. Well, as far as the beard uh, with my beard, uh, when I had it, I would uh, add a little bit of, believe it or not, tobacco-scented beard oil, and that helped dispel the scent of So you tobacco. just want tobacco smell all the time. Correct. This is going to be your correct. scent. Uh, and no. also keep in mind that women can see, taste, and smell 11% more than men on the top and bottom of all three spectrums. So to put things into perspective think of cigar smoke as just a bad fart that lingers and someone cuts one on the stage here you could we went, all think you it's funny with flavored mm. candles which is where i would go but no. bad fart works mm. i guess 
But now think about somebody for, you know, you get locked into a bathroom and somebody had a double portion of baked beans and a laxative or two, and they take a dump on the floor, and now you're locked in the bathroom with that. That is what she would experience with the bad fart. So you just have to understand that she is, her senses are being inundated with the smoke and the smell. She's not around the smoke. He comes in after. It's the after outside. effects. You may as well have. Oh, my God. <coughs> oh, you may as well have rubbed the ashtray this right under your nose. outside smoking a cigar, and he comes in and he's getting grief. Mm-hmm. <coughs> smoke um, more. She'll just become numb to it. Like, my wife doesn't even really notice the smell of smoke in my car anymore. Well, she all, she met Barry the smoker. Look, yeah. Which is my wife met Dave the smoker. Mm-hmm. You have to. You just have to take into account that she's experiencing something more than you are with that, and take a shower. It's no big deal. Uh, Jonathan, yeah. is what if the- you smoke three cigars a day? That requires four showers. One when you got up in the morning, and then the three. No, but you, you're not. You, it's not like you're consuming cigars, one cigar, and then jumping into bed with her, and then going outside and get I, another cigar. I never in my life smoked a cigar and took a shower because I smoked a cigar. I've taken showers after uh, we do an event here. It's all day long, and then an all night smoking. And I come home, and I'm yeah, like, that's a different. I got to take a shower. A cigar. You go outside, smoke a cigar, and you go. Wow, I just smoked a cigar outside. I think I'll take a shower. Hmm. No, but maybe you take a shower before you're, you know, getting intimate. You clean your beard off a little. And you know, there's another approach. I'd say he has a beard. Mm. Shave, shave your beard. Number don't, one, don't do that. He's in, shave it. Shave he's the not beard. in his right mind right now. No, Dr. shave Casey. the beard. I hear that it's um, beards are uh, passe now at this point. Tell that to Mike Brumfield. That glorious thing. That's epic. That's that's an epic beard. That has to stay. I mean, you could take a different approach, right? The the smell of cigar smoke is the least thing that aggravates my wife about me. Ah. Right? So you just find Ah. something, aggravate her more about something else. and. Take her off the scent. You so bring the smell. girlfriend home every once in a while, exactly. and, she don't, and she don't care about the, the smell of the cigars. Yeah, you just tell her my the girlfriend views, likes the smell. The views yeah. and opinions expressed here by <laughs> yeah. David Garofalo and Ed Sullivan do not necessarily reflect the views of anyone. Well, we're old school because Dave's the only one who would probably understand this. What was Dr. Casey's first name? Was it Ben? No. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. You remember Ben, ben Casey. Casey? Yeah. <laughs> Did he smoke? I don't think so. No. He was a doctor. Whatever you do, don't stop smoking. Because like, if you leave give it, it now, you're going to be giving in the rest of your life. Ward Cleaver smoked a pipe. Yeah. In the house. And sure. Some, sometimes in, he was a little hard on the June, beef. June. <laughs> June. June Cleaver yeah. didn't have a problem with it. Never left him alone. He went in the study and smoked his what pipe. What did you say? He was hard on the beaver? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hey, the after show, we're going to talk about Nat Sherman cigars that um, is uh, being shut down, the store itself, along with the brands that are out there. And we're only a month away from the end of a 90-year run with Nat Sherman. Why did this happen? What happened? Uh, Who's the fall guy for it? We're going to talk about it. Catch it Wednesday on the podcast. So you're watching us here, maybe on YouTube, maybe you're watching on Facebook Live. If you're not subscribing to our podcast you're missing it so please subscribe to podcasts if you don't even have podcasts get find a podcast catcher and mm-hmm. start uh, being part of the podcast so you can catch on that um and uh thanks as always for liking and sharing our shows as you do last month it just went by was phenomenal um 
my God, of a biggest eleven year ever. show, biggest ever, um, dramatic jump. We are growing. It's unbelievable to me that after all these years, uh, it's growing. Maybe, hopefully, the whole cigar industry is growing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know as a retailer, our sales well, are great. Everything's you know, interestingly enough, uh, who knows the reason? But you've been doing a lot of guest stuff in different venues, yeah. right? So. That may and have as fuel. these guys have mm-hmm. too. Maybe yeah. your overexposure is helping us. You yeah. you have done a couple. Yeah, Gary's done a couple. Um, have you ever done any cigar podcasts? No. Ashholes. Yeah, but no nobody wants me. Why? You I know a know. lot about cigars. I He's do. not just an unbelievable producer. He knows maybe, about cigars. Maybe too droll. I don't know droll. what that means. What does that mean? I'm guessing boring. Yeah. All right. Droll means boring. By the way, really. Rudy's freaking out over the suggestion of uh, shaving the beard. Yeah, he Rudy, says, I got absolutely you on this, buddy. fucking not. <laughs> now will, you've angered I will, Rudy. I will give Rudy some money to come on the show and shave that beard. He, that is unbelievable. He's yeah. he's got the um, what's what are those guys? Um, ZZ Top. ZZ Top. Uh, huh? His beard is, and he got yeah. ZZ Top. Oh yeah. I was like some sort of rockhead. If we, what yeah, if we, if we do charades. We're partners. We I move I, for those listening. I move my finger around in, in mm-hmm. a circle twice, and he said, "ZZ Top." Yeah. Did, um, you, did you understand that reference? Of course. Of course. So here's the definition of droll for you: curious oh, or Christ. unusual in a way that provokes dry amusement. Ah, you were an English major, right? Correct. Yeah. He's got the words. He knows. I, I got words. Yeah. Can we, can we do the classic three-way so that it doesn't look like we're stalling well, till the end of the show? Actually, we can't. We can't. We have to get this. Uh, it's time for the Don Raphael offer of the day, right. brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? Don Raphael Cigars. So before you get in that, because he did the offer of the day to Rudy, he said he would turn down the offer, but he could be talked into a trim. And I didn't even say how much. No, yeah. So no amount. No amount, but he'd be open to a trim. Hmm. You give that dude a million dollars, he's shaving that beard off today. Of course. What wouldn't you do for a million dollars? The question is, what would you do for $1,000? Would you wear floaties on your arms for an entire week? Yes. Sleep with it, work <laughs> yeah. with it. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Really? I'm in. Yeah. You feel safe with those. Feel like you have big muscles. Yeah, that's a complete positive. You went too high on the money on that one. (laughs) So if I said a hundred dollars, would you do it for a week? No, I'd wear it for a day for a hundred. I'll do it. I'll pay you a hundred to wear it for a week. Find one that fits my arm, and I will. (laughs) Two floaties and walk everywhere you go. Sure, people look at me already, so why not? Oh my God, that'd be so funny. Oh dear. <laughs> Chrissy Cunningham chimed in. In the Dutch language, droll means shit. You are not droll, Ed. Really? She obviously doesn't know you. <laughs> oh, you're mean. You've been mean all day. So I could say to you, you ain't droll, and it would be an insult <laughs> in the Dutch language. Plus, saying the word ain't, which wouldn't be problem, no. right? Whatever. It's in the dictionary. Is it? Yeah. What does it mean? It means is not. Okay, my my uh, Lancero went out. By the way, I gotta say, I am enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Well, no one ever said that they were bad cigars. They're just they're not popular. It's better tasting than a robusto Lajero 
because you, ha- you actually have more Lajero in the Robusto, and the Lajero part is what I don't aggressive. Like. What I don't like. Yeah, me. my stomach's not turning on this. This is great. All right, Barry is our champion. It's the Classic Three-Way brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havana's. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic Cigars. Okay, I got four questions and one tiebreaker if we need it. Barry is our champion. He goes first. The refrigerator was patented by A.T. Marshall on August 8th. What year? The refrigerator was patented by A.T. Marshall today. What year? Patented. So, so they had an icebox in the Honeymooners. So I'm going to say somewhere around that, 1952. 1952. I'm going much earlier for the patent. It doesn't mean they had them at that time. So I'm going to go 1928. 28. I'm going to say 1901. Wow. Close. But no cigar. 1899. Everybody is over. Damn it. Mm. Everybody is over. Over to Ed Sullivan. What a burger. Opened a restaurant, its first restaurant, in Corpus Christi, Texas today for the first time. What a burger. You ever eat a What a burger? I have. Isn't that Mark Wahlberg? No. No? no? That's Wahlburgers. Ah. This is What a burger. Uh, 1971. 1971. You have eaten at a Whataburger. Must be a Texas thing or whatever. I want a Whataburger. Do you? I do. Right. 2001. 2001. 67. 67. Close but no cigar, everybody. 1950. Ugh. 1950. Zero points. And may God have mercy on your soul. What Mr. if it's Jonathan. tied at zero even after the tiebreaker? That's never happened. Unfortunately, this happen. is still the champion. And I still say it's cheating. Mm-hmm. So maybe go low? Yeah. I don't know if that's how you're feeling today. Mr. Jonathan, Michael D. Beckery, D. Becky, D-E-B-A-K-E-Y. You love when I spell. <laughs> Michael D. Becky became the first surgeon to install the artificial heart pump in a patient today. The Bakey? I'm going to say uh, 400 B.C. 400 <laughs> B.C. 401 B.C. No, 1972. 1972. Uh, 1975. 1975. Give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> Mr. Jonathan gets it at 400 BC. Nice. <laughs> yes. 401 BC. No, it's 1966. Whoa. Ah. 1966. Mr. Jonathan gets a point. Feels good. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it goes back to Barry. Last question. <laughs> Get a point or else Mr. Jonathan wins with 400 B.C. <laughs> the Wright Brothers publicly shows off their flying machine. And you saw pictures of this before for the first time ever. The Wright Brothers showing off the flying machine for the first time ever today. What year? 1872. 1872. <sighs> 
500 BC. <laughs> 1921. 1921 is over, and Barry will take it at 1872. It's 1908. 1908. So we have one point for Barry, one for Jonathan. So I could still win. You can. Two points for exact, and you could win. All right, so I got to try a bit more this time. Okay, so we have four, which means it's over to Mr. Jonathan. Mr. Jonathan. I just went first. It's Barron's. All right, whatever. No, I went first, didn't I? You no. went first, second, went first. third, okay. fourth. It's Ed Sullivan. All, All right. right. Give it to Ed. I'm ready. Um, Dustin Hoffman, born today. What year? For reals? For real. Dustin Hoffman. Know you him, you love him, can't live without him. Dustin Hoffman, actor, you know him. Uh, 1937. 1937, he says. 1945 for two points. 45 for two points. I have 45. 45, and somebody did get two points and the win. Mr. Ed Sullivan, the comeback, 1937. Did you know it? No. I just figured he must be about 83 or something. He's 83. Hmm. There we go. Dustin Hoffman, 83. Wow. Yeah, he seems old. What's the last thing he did? Was that, um, did he do that uh, movie, um, The Irishman? Was that him? Was that Dustin Hoffman? No, he wasn't in The Irishman. That was Al Pacino? I confused the two. The following message was a <laughs> reply to a message that I replied to, originally generated from the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And John Elliott writes... I just listened to the after show, and I'm glad y'all enjoyed the letters. Uh, that is still appreciate, and that there is still appreciation for a handwritten oh, note. thank you very much. It was great to answer Dave's questions. There was no but because there wasn't any need to be. Uh -huh. I drove to Boston, 11 hours on the road solo. <laughs> thank God, I smoked a lot of cigars hmm. to watch my niece while my sister and brother-in-law had their second kid. I'm 39, but now. Uh, that you think I'm in my mid-40s, maybe I need to up my moisture game, moisturizer game. <laughs> and I'm uh, a double X t-shirt. I'm not a fat guy, but also I'm not not a fat guy. And you to Barry's like smart You don't like the skin tight. You're probably a large, <laughs> but you go with double X. Uh, I go to, and to Barry's smart ass remark, yes, I'm a retired postal guy who decided to drive a thousand miles to save postage <laughs> and not to relive and to relive old memories. Freaking nonsense. <laughs> yeah. uh, next time I'm up there, I'll try to steal away to make another visit. Thank you for hosting me and showing me around. I had a great time. Signed, John. John was good. So Dustin Hoffman's last movie was an Italian movie called Liumo de Labertino. And uh, he had a uh, small role in it. So yeah. when's the last real movie? that? Uh, he was a voice in Kung Fu Panda 3. <laughs> yeah. And uh, The Cobbler is the last movie he was in that I, that I know of. I don't know what that is either. So what do you got before the cobbler? He's got, Rain Man. He's got something coming out in 2020, according to IMDb. He, he was in uh, Little Fockers. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay, that's the last thing I think I've seen him in. Um, yeah, Dustin Hoffman. Old. Old. Uh, all right. Want to do one more? One more? Let's see if we got one that's on the short side here. Uh, sent through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. Stephen writes with respect to hiring a new salesman. In the after show, you alluded to several instances where a newly hired salesperson left without resigning 
or notice. It really struck a chord with me and maybe an idea for a show topic. I have been in frontline cigar sales since 1985. Mm. The NADA has reported that 97 out of 100 new cigar salespeople are not in the business a year later. Hmm. My personal experience bears that out. Wow. I have seen guys study and prepare for weeks only to disappear before waiting on their first customer. Now, I would suggest that a that sales is sales, but selling cars has a much higher hurdle than cigars. The average cigar uh, car shopper. Well, he sells cars or cigars? He sells cars. Oh, you said cigars. I'm sorry. All I right. pulled a Dave. Because I'm like, uh, wow. The average car shopper is worried about a salesperson selling them a car that is more car than they need and for more than they can afford, while a cigar customer probably hopes you'll sell them more cigars <laughs> when they need it. Uh, than they needed. There is something to that. That being said, I think it might be an interesting idea for us to hear what you look for in sales help and even more the horror stories of the hires that didn't work out. It, it could be a whole show. Absolutely. That's a good one. After show would be good. Yeah, yeah. I, I could do a whole show on that. Yeah. I'm going to hang on to that because that's good. Um, we have um, Sarah who we had on the after show. Uh, she's starting on September 17th, August 17th. August mm-hmm. 17th. August 17th. Coming up. It's coming mm-hmm. up. Nine days. Yeah. She's going to start here um, with Jonathan and I help training her for probably a couple of weeks and then move her around, probably move her around a little during that time too, but then uh, find a spot for her. At that point, I think she's moving to the Nashua area, so we'll try her there. Uh, see where she fits, see, see where it's happening. Uh, but it, it is, um, you know, I look at resumes all the time, and you see on these young people's resumes of three weeks here, two months there, four weeks here. I'm like, oh, my God, and I want nothing to do with that, you know, but it, it's not good. I mean, in the days of somebody uh, staying in for the gold watch or whatever, you know, those days are long gone. I'm proud to say that um, Saturday was Ed Santa Maria that works uh, here at Two Guys. It was his 25th anniversary with Two Guys Smoke Shop. Uh, he came on uh, as soon as he finished high school. Now he's married with two kids, and he still works for me 25 years later. His mother worked for me before him. Uh, he was eight years old when his mother started working for me, and his son now is working with me too. So well, and then you have the opposite end of the spectrum where you you know you hire one of these zennials and they ha- they don't have thick skin and they one of them helped me set a record for making somebody cry. It was two hours hmm. because Sa- sales is uh, you know what it, it's a skill set. You think working selling anything, especially cars. And by the way, cars. Um, we'll end up getting them on. Um, Joey Yannetti is a mm-hmm. comedian here. We're going to have for our anniversary party. And Joey Yannetti wrote a movie. Um, Suckers. In the, in the 90s, Suckers, yeah. And um, that um, movie, from what I understand, is all people in the car uh, things. Car you know, sales. Yeah, they're big into it. You know, they can recite all the words mm-hmm. from it and all that stuff. It's been gone off the shelves for years. Uh, they're bringing it back. I think next week it's going to be start getting available to people to do it. And it's going to be a whole nother generation of it. And I heard that it stands the test of time mm-hmm. too. It, it, it works as it is digital remastered and all kinds of different stuff. So suckers is the name of the movie. But there's, uh, the, to your point uh, that you started to make before you went off on your little diatribe there. <laughs> The diatribe. 
the skill set is partially another word i don't know what, what it means diatribe you just you go on and on and on about something that's not germane to the subject germane germane <laughs> 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 what do the Jackson Five have to do with anything? Yeah, but um, not only do you have the skill set of knowing your product, you know, there's we've got 1,100 open boxes in here, and I can tell a consumer a little something about every single cigar, and that takes time to be able to get that down. And then you've got uh, the personality of the person that you're waiting on. Are they a gruff person? Are they a high energy person? And be able to match that. You got to be there's a chameleon. A, there's a lot. There's a lot going on to it. Not just it is, uh, you'll it, like it, this. It's an unbelievable skill set, and when I see a great salesperson anywhere I am, uh, it's really something to mm. see. Somebody that's great with sales, customer service. It's a such a talent. Uh, people that look down to people that work work in sales. It, it should be just the opposite. I mean, you can't believe when somebody's good at it and they're skilled, they're freaking awesome. There's such a difference between a, a poor salesperson and a great salesperson, and everybody probably fits in between somewhere and sure. stuff. When it, when there's great ones, and we got great ones here. I'm, I'm you know, and it, it's a it's a skill set that gets learned. You know, mm-hmm. and strictly speaking, Dave, that wasn't a diatribe. I mean, that means a forceful and bitter verbal attack against something. That would be you. It was more like mm-hmm. rambling. Oh, it wasn't a diatribe. All right. I don't know. It seemed kind of forced on us. I didn't. I didn't have any interest in him talking <laughs> yeah, about but the movie. Diatribes are more for angry people. Like you. But you have yeah. a problem when somebody else is talking that you're, you're not liking the direction it's going to and interrupt. And that's why people don't like you. Because the attention's taken away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that the one that's reason? One, it's, it's a main reason. It's a main reason. There's so many. Yes. So we many. could do a show on that. All right. We got an after show to do. Um, and we're going to talk about Nat Sherman cigars and tell you about that. And. Uh, Next week, we're smoking a cigar without a band on it. Actually, two of them not knowing exactly what they really are and get our palates engaged. It's an exercise that improves your taste and knowledge about tobacco. Over 1,000 people will be joining us to light up the two cigars. If you got them, please hang on till you hear the show. You don't have to listen live, but do it with the show. Maybe you'll learn something from it. Uh, I think you're going to like it. That's next week. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And if you've learned nothing in the last two hours, always remember to keep the lit end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.